from Relay FM, this is The Pen Addicts, episode 449. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Early, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. I am very happy, Mike, mm-hmm. <laughs> that this is not episode 450, because I completely freaked out last night. You've been making big promises about 450. I have, I have, and you know, we had a Dean on last, last week, and it was a, a wonderful episode. And so I didn't really make like, you know, air quote show notes like we would traditionally do. Like we were talking to Adina, so we had Adina specific stuff. So I kind of got out of that little practice there of having like a log of notes to build on a show when you don't have to do it for a week. And so I had waited until Tuesdays when I normally do prep, show prep, and collect all my notes, write it all, write it all in the document. And before I started yesterday, I went, <gasps> Is it 4.50? Have I not been working on the Kickstarter? Because that's going to take me more than a Tuesday yeah. afternoon to put together. That's going to take days. And I I went and clicked on the link, and I went, oh, <laughs> that was 4.48 last week. So I'm good. I can get this done for 4.50 because – or I, I at least have another week to let people down publicly. Um, but no, I will get it done for next week. We but boy, you. did I have a freakout session last week. So it's good. Because I, I want to get that to you early too, so you can um, not yeah. that you need to like do anything for the well, show, no, but you I need do. to know. Well, but you need to look at it to say, oh, here's where I need to expand on, and here's yeah. some of the things we need to talk about and point. But I need to like normally, I need to like outline the things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would want to see that maybe a day or two before as well. So I yeah, put, add anything I want to add and think about it because it seems like it's gonna. Be, it's more of an involved episode uh, than typical. Yes. Yes, yes. So it's a, it's a happy episode 449 day for me. <laughs> um, speaking of Kickstarter, mm-hmm. I wanted to give an update. I think I've been giving updates decently on mm-hmm. the not Kickstarter, but when there's not a lot going on, there's just not a lot going on. Um, I have about 300 of each case in, which is more than enough for me to start shipping. So I'm going to look at doing that this weekend. I've, I've put an update out for Kickstarter backers, so I'm not saying anything out of turn, um, but it's about that time to start getting that fulfilled. They'll be rolling off this weekend. I hope um, I get to go through the, the thing that delays it the most is me dedicating a fight time with a CSV import into the shipping platform. Okay. Like once I get past that, I can, I, I'm cooking, you know, but uh, it's, it's like usually like a dedicated two hour uh, boxing match. Cause I guess you're to, tidying it up, right? Right. Yeah. So the, the Kickstarter export fields are massive and matching that up to what the shipping platform wants to see is a mess and every time you do an import it's like a new store and yeah no one wants to hear this but it's it's a fight to get the correct information in so i will work on that hopefully before the weekend so this weekend i can spend some time shipping you would say you would think that kickstarter would be able to natively talk to these platforms yeah well i don't know why they don't do that like they are a technology company why can't they integrate with the ship the biggest platforms the yeah like ship station like they run commercials on tv they're a big platform yeah you know they should have some type of like one-to-one communication but it doesn't happen that way that's, that seems silly to me mm-hmm. that really, especially because kickstarter is moving i've noticed this with things that i've been backing 
because usually you would always get like, "Hey, this is backer kit." I hate backer kit. Um, yeah, I don't use that as a as a customer. And it seems like Kickstarter is actually moving more into that space. It feels like like I've been getting more like, right. "Hey, update your shipping information," and it takes you to Kickstarter, which seems new. Uh, um, mm-hmm. so it's uh, you know. I, I I kind of always find it peculiar when a company does a certain thing and then other companies can be created on the back of what company A does and company A doesn't offer these things themselves. Right. Or, as Kobothor is saying in the chat room, just an API, right? Like, choose, right? right? If you don't want to build all of it, make it an make API it so people can actually truly connect with your services. Right, yeah. because we can get the whole Kickstarter talk is like, why does Kickstarter exist? It's well for people to like, you know, start companies or, you know, build things and, and have a frictionless transaction with supporters. Exactly. And there's like a huge amount of friction um, for, I don't know, the decade that they've, they've been in service now. And it just, there still is, there's no, I'm surprised that has, this hasn't come along sooner to where there's been more of that backend integration to other services. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't they their own backer kit? Why can't I fulfill, why can't I hook in my shipping from the Kickstarter Kickstarter platform? Yeah. You know, so anyway. Hey, look at that. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I did a thing, Mike. Okay. I, I know you're excited about this next topic, but I finally bought acquired myself for my personal use a platinum 3776 pen with an ultra extra fine nib so we've talked about this nib many many times over the years just because it's a real outlier for fountain pen nibs right ultra extra fine it's designed to be around a 0.1 millimeter tip size Right, your line width may vary, right? Obviously, paper varies that, ink varies that, but the tip size should be around one millimeter. The finest of the fine stock fountain pen nibs. This gets into your needle tip sizes. What is like a typical fine in size? So a Japanese fine is like around 0.2, or a Japanese extra fine, excuse me, Japanese extra fine is around 0.2. Japanese fine, I think, is around 0.3 to 4. And then on up from there. And then, like, I the European sizes, the extra fine, they probably start at, like, 0.5 would be my guess. So we're looking so, at, like, needle point territory of an ultra extra yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the key is stock, right? This is a platinum off nib offering, mm-hmm. right? Which are not a lot of... Most of the companies stop at extra fine. Um, and that this is not, this is discounting specialty nibs, right? Pilot has a whole range of specialty nibs. Sailor has a whole range of specialty nibs. This is like your normal stock offerings. Like, just like a, a Twisby would offer a 1.5 millimeter stub, right? Sure. That would be a, a stock nib. So the ultra extra fine nib, I had one, um, in my hands like seven years ago, I think is when I pulled up this review that I did from, uh, Thomas Hall loaning me his ultra extra fine and of course I loved it at the time and then just never acquired one for myself. That's when, you know, after that I was like, oh, I can get a nib modified into something like this, right? And that was also at the time seven years ago, I think you were having to order ultra extra fines from Japan, right? These weren't normally in the U.S. distributor pipeline. 
right? So that's been a newer thing here in the past couple of years. So I finally broke down and got one. It's great. Like it's really what I, what I like in a pen. Uh, from a writing perspective, it, it it really is ultra extra fine. It's not too fine for me, which is interesting to say. Not that I expected it to be, but as soon as I inked it up, I started writing with it. And I was like, yeah, perfect. I wasn't like, OMG, this is fine. I was like, yeah, this is right on the money from for how I like to have a pen write. Mm-hmm. Now, this is not a nib that you go into purchasing blindly, right? This is the the conversation around nibs like this. And like when I had the posting nib conversation, you don't just say, you like to write really tiny? Yeah, just go buy this nib. You don't do that with this nib or the posting nib, in my opinion. They're very, very particular. The paper like that you write with for this ultra extra fine, it matters, right? I'm on this bank paper kick, which I don't know that you've ever particularly used yourself, but it, it has a little bit of tooth to it, right? It's good for fountain pens. It shows color. It shows shading. It doesn't bleed. It doesn't feather, but it's toothy. Well, okay. an ultra extra fine is not a great platform for that nib. Like, it's fine. It's doable, but it is scritchy scratchy, if, if you will, on there. Like, you want to use something like Rhodia, you know, for there where you get a little bit of smoothness on there. So you can't go into just like buying ultra extra fine nibs and posting nibs without testing them before. So I'm glad I have one now that I can carry around with me. If we ever get to travel again, bring to people, let them test it. It takes a very, very light hand to use, which is good for me because I have a heavy hand. So I have to practice uh, using it. Um, You know, I wonder, like, I know you wouldn't like this nib, but I also wonder what the left-handed experience is with the more needly types of nibs, the way they angle into the page. I mean, I'm sure plenty of left-handers use needle point nibs, but I, I'm wondering, like, just seeing the scratchiness of this nib on some pages, I wonder if it would be even worse for left-handers. I don't know. So uh, you're going to get this nib or no? No, ma'am. <laughs> that's a, I imagine that's a this no. being one of those nibs that I would, like, immediately recoil from which i've had that experience Mm. before where like i've tried moving it on a paper and and i feel like i've gone four like nanomicrons deep into the paper and at this point i'm I'm not writing on top of the tape the paper i'm i'm like making a hole in the paper you know what do you know what i'm saying like i feel like i'm cutting it now uh and it's just yeah it doesn't doesn't work for me and i even do that as a right hander right when you get a nib this tiny this tip there's no tipping material on the front there's no there's no like accident zone you can't have a bad angle of handwriting and expect this pen to work right where like take a lami safari extra fine nib there's plenty of room to kind of roll around the nib into the angle you want this is nibs like this are very very particular writing angles um, particular with paper. Um, we'll see how particular they are with ink. The first thing I used uh, that I'm using right now is Sailor Manio Akibi, which is, you know, nothing special. It's just a san- standard um, Sailor Magenta e-ink, which is going into the Chartres Blue barrel and rhodium trim that I bought in the 3776. That's the other thing is the UEF, when you could get it, it was usually gold and then in the black 
barrel with the gold trim and I, I just didn't want that so they finally have it in rhodium trim and a rhodium trim barrel so it's like exactly the setup I've been waiting for they've had it for a little while I just haven't jumped on it um but yeah this is going to be a heavy usage pin for me would this be something that you would take the nib out and put it in a different platinum pen do you think I've thought about that it is definitely an option I just don't have that platinum pin that I would switch it into. Right. Like, if I can ever find my Shungyo, which is the red one, I might do it with that pin. When you say um, find, do you mean you have it and you don't know where it is? Or you, yeah. You, oh, okay. Yeah. I so have, in the closet of doom, huh? No, it's not. That's the problem. I have four... Yeah, I think four pins that are missing. Um, One of them being a very, very important pen um, that were used for photography purposes and they have been put away somewhere that I cannot locate. And I've, I've, I've looked a lot because... What is, what are you missing? I want to know now. Uh, the, say? yeah, the, the orange Arushi Brooks gave us the first pen addict one. <gasps> Ooh. And the box. That's why I know it's missing because I don't have the box either, right? Okay. So there, that has been put somewhere, right? It's not lost. Was it like in the move from knock to? No, 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 no. This it was a photography here, right? Like, you know, my wife was doing knock product shots, and like I just got a bunch of cool stuff to use as props. Mm -hmm. And there is a set. It's the red Shungyo, mm -hmm. the the orange Arushi, um. The Sailor Lighthouse, which is the gray with the clear finials. The North American one. The good North American mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then like a um, a Kaveco from um, like the shop in Singapore. It's like this blue limited edition. I only know that because I put all my like fun, colorful Kaveco sports together and that one's not there. Like these are not, these are not lost, right? I didn't lose a pen case like out on the street with these pens. They are misplaced somewhere that I cannot find. It's brutal. Feeling. It's killing I hate me. That feeling. Yeah, it's killing me. Like, I, and I know that because of the Arushi pin and box. Right, it's got that cool lacquered box that he put the uh, the orange Panatic logo on the top. Mm -hmm. Right, that that box is gone too. Right, so all these things are together somewhere. One Good day times. you're just going to be doing something, <laughs> right? And then yeah. just all of a sudden, you're going to come across them. Yeah. Do you know how do you know how I I realized they were missing? I did a Panatic members giveaway for the Sailor Lighthouse. Uh-huh. And then the box the box is sitting where I thought the box was. So I went to get the box and to pack it up, I'd already given it away. And I opened the box to check it before I shipped it, you know, make sure it was like locked down tight and the pin wasn't in there. And then that's when I realized that I was missing several pins. So, you... so then I had to go. I had to go buy one. <laughs> Luckily, they were still available. I had to go buy one. I actually asked the person. I told the person who won. I was like, "Look, here's the deal. Like, I can buy you the exact same one or whatever money I'm going to spend. If you want to pick out a different uh, sailor or whatever, you can do that too. Because like, I'm paying for it anyway. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my it doesn't god, that's matter at so this point. good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was great. Let me tell you, it was awesome. That's so funny. Good day. I hope you've learned a valuable <laughs> lesson about giveaways. Yeah. Locate Check the products. The box. Yeah. Well, the box was sitting right there. I had no reason to think that the pen wasn't in it, but there you go. 
<laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back on track here. I want to talk about the vintage writing paper pad from the well-appointed desk. Mm. Anna made this really cool product. And I wanted to give a shout out, even though it's probably sold out as we're recording this, she is working on you know, making some more, getting some new inventory in. And the reason why I pointed it out is not just because she's one of my very best friends. It's that these are the types of products that I love to see come into existence. So basically the short version is Anna and her husband, Bob located this really cool vintage paper. Like it was Mm -hmm. like a typewriter paper and discovered that, Hey, fountain pens work really well on this. So let's make a thing from this stock of paper that we have. And then that's how the, the uh, I'm calling it the, the well-appointed desk pad right now. Or the well-appointed writing paper. I can't. I can't help but do it. Um, and it's these fifty sheets, vintage style. Um, you know, glue-bound A5-ish notepads. And like, I just want to support people that create cool stuff like this. And I think That's this is cool. super cool. So I I bought some. I'm gonna give some away on the blog too. And they're sold out right now, but like, you know, keep an eye on it because this is another cool thing because they they won't be around forever, right? And it's not necessarily purposely, hey, we're making this limited edition thing and that's what we're doing. It's like, look, we found this old paper. We can only make so much. We can't get more of this paper. Mm. This is how we're going to do it. And then it'll eventually be gone. And it's like super fairly priced. It's really, really cool stuff. I'm writing on it as we're talking right now. Um, It feels, again, I I need to order you some bank paper so you know what what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't really Um, know what that that. is, honestly. Yeah, this is what it feels like to me. It's... It's hard to explain. It's basically... it's, It's just a paper that has some texture on it, but does not absorb ink like, you know, like a copy paper would, right? You're not getting into the fibers of the paper with the fountain pen ink, which is is pretty cool. So, um, but you know, it's it's not going to get like the high shade and sheening of a Tomoe River, but it's going to get a lot of good aspects of the ink, and it's just really good for fountain pens. So that's what this is. I'm I'm using it right now. Um, yeah, it's handling ink well. I like the little uh, lines they printed on them for. You know, give it that vintage look. It comes with like the little uh, backing card, so you can have some some um, format. You know, they're they're blank pages, right? But she has the uh, the cards, like the grid and the dot grid cards, so you can put them behind the page and help you line up your lines if if that's a thing for you. If you if you write uh, crookedly, so mm-hmm. yeah, I I just think it's a good product, and I I'm not just saying that because uh, you know Anna's one of my friends. I'm saying it because these are the type of products that I love, like. If I was walking into a shop, I would end up with a fistful of these, right? Just because they're cool. So that's my my kind of product. So really, really good job by Anna. And a special shout out to her and our very first interview on the Panatic podcast. Uh, we had uh, Mike Rohde from mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Sketchnote himself. Uh, Anna was on Mike's podcast, Sketchnote Army podcast. So uh, we'll have that link in the show notes if y'all are interested in hearing about Anna's process and uh sketch noting work that's awesome does she talk about the new product on on the show or is it separate from that separate okay yeah it's worth checking them both out because Anna's the best yep. for sure 
Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project and give you a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more so you can really get that thing online, you can set it out to the world, and you can start doing the thing you want to do because setting up a website can be such a complex thing. With Squarespace, you don't have to install anything, patch anything, upgrade anything. You don't think about any of it. You just set it up, and then it's good to go. And it's so easy to set up, and it's so easy to make beautiful that you don't have to spend so much time in trying to get everything ready before you can actually use your website for the thing that's intended to be used for, whether that's publishing blog posts, publishing your artwork, getting your business out there, maybe setting up an online store. Squarespace does all of these things, and they make it super easy to get that website together, looking fantastic and ready to go. They have all the functionality that you're going to need. You can take advantage of their beautiful templates and they're really customizable too, but you don't have to. You can just use them straight out of the box. They look fantastic. They also have uh, domain names available to you too. So if you want to register a great name for your website, you can do that all within Squarespace. They have email uh, newsletters now. Um, they have great iPad and uh, mobile apps so you can monitor everything on the go. You can even uh, edit the design on the go as well now with their apps, which is super awesome. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform. They also have 24-7 customer support. So if you need any help with anything, they're on hand. You can go to squarespace.com slash penaddict right now and sign up for a free trial, no credit card required, and you can uh, go in and you can test everything out. You can actually build your entire site and then when you're ready to launch it to the world, you just sign up for one of their plans. They start at $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show you support for this show by using the offer code PENADDICT at checkout. I'll give you a, like a little top tip. If you sign up for the annual plan, then you get 10% off the entire year. Mm-hmm. Good tip. That's squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. I don't think we have talked about this on the podcast. I think this was a stream I'm pleased thing. And I you cannot wait. <laughs> because you put this link in the show notes and it says that the, the title is Drillog is live, D-R-I-L-L-O-G. <laughs> As if I was supposed to know what these are, and it's a Japanese website with a bunch of, I'm assuming, mechanical pencils of varying madness in design. (laughs) No, they're not mechanical pencils. Those are dip nibs. What? Does that blow your mind even more? Why? (laughs) Because why not? All right. So I, when I was writing this in, I was like, I, so our friend, uh, I first learned about these from from Jacob and CY at Tokyo Inklings, and they had talked about them several episodes ago, like a, a while back. And I brought them up on stream because I wanted to get people's like, you know, quick take opinions on them. So I had them on stream, pulled up the site, and I was like, look at these things. Like, look, what is happening here? Because like, the thing it was that made me hard. think they were pencils, not only just because they look like them, mm-hmm. uh, is their 0.5.8 millimeters, it says on them. Right. But so now, the- see, I just looked at the kind of full body designs. But mm-hmm. when you look at the first two entries, you can see the dip nib part. And yeah. it's kind of genius. Right? Like, it, this is a highly engineered dip nib. Uh, for pens so like the tip is more traditional looking just like your immediate thought was that looks like a mechanical pencil nib 
because it does like and you normally don't see you know you were used to either the glass nib dip nibs or the like the the comic nibs right the zebra like the steel dip nibs that look like a traditional fountain pen nib so the front ends of these look like like you say a mechanical pencil and they have different patterns different shapes i'm guessing i don't know if they hold the hold the ink differently or maybe all the shapes the same but anyway i'm fascinated by this right like someone decided that hey we're gonna do this and they did it and i'm kind of like i'm gonna have to get one of these like i'm legit gonna get one one of these honestly i would like to try one but Mm -hmm. i assume not easy to get my hands on yeah i mean they they have a shopping cart and i haven't tried to like do the thing yet where you go in and, and order yeah. it they're not they're not cheap you know it's I mean, like i'm using it in safari too and it's just all in japanese yeah yeah so i'll something to work on mm. there but what i what i'm not quite sure about is are you just buying the front end does is the barrel yeah. piece separate like you have to buy the nib part and then you buy the Surely. barrel part. I think and then so, you're like Brad, because the price three hundred dollars in the prices don't make sense otherwise. Because right, it seems like the nibs cost sixteen thousand yen, and mm-hmm. the body co- and like the whole thing cost sixteen thousand yen. Well, that doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense because that would mean right. that the body of the pen was free. Right. So I think like all in, you're like th- over three hundred U.S. dollars for a highly engineered dip nib pen and i i'm in like i i mean i think it's insane but there's something about this that's just captivating to me and i don't know it's like one of those things i want to see if it works but that's mm-hmm. an expensive risk <laughs> you take like hey i want to see if this works you know 300 dollars later right i don't know that i want to do that but i don't know yeah, okay I'm, so i'm using google chrome now and on all the product pages it says the price is for the pen shaft only the pen tip yeah. is sold separately so when you go to the site the first your tip sizes you have two tip sizes 0.5 and 0.8 yeah then everything else is the barrel so you have like a classic just like a straight metal barrel you have these you know wild aluminum barrels these anodized barrels things like that okay well, a bunch so, of them uh what they call twins we you have both you have two two nibs oh so like a um a 0.5 on one side and a 0.8 on the other this is gonna this is gonna be an expensive yeah expensive and they're uh, like visit. you screw and unscrew things and you know hide them together it's kind of kind of clever that's yeah. the, all the twins ones yeah <sighs> i'm surprised you're like as positive as on this as the, i am the designs of some of them I would hate to use, like the ones that are called Mirage, and they seem to yes. they look so uncomfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one that's called Spiral and Classic, they look really nice. I'm mm-hmm. super into the design of the 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 nib itself because it's quite novel to me. I've never seen something like this before, where it's storing ink in the like the nib itself. In like those little grooves mm-hmm. so my expectation would be you would actually get more ink out of this than maybe a typical dip nib maybe i don't know but it looks cool though it just looks cool yeah yeah it's the same like general idea of a glass nib 
dip nib pen. That's why they have that swirl. Yeah, so I'm they, thinking the of ink the metal resides ones there. that just look like yeah, the metal ones. nibs. They're, they're, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. As, good, as good. But yeah, the glass ones, this is like a metal version of the glass one. Exactly. I don't know. I, I'm fascinated by it. Um, I don't know if I'll get one. Like, I'm not in a hurry to get one. Like, because I've just got my first glass dip nib pen and I, I enjoy it. I don't need to go from the $30 to the $300 one. Although that's that's a move I've done before. Um, I'm just not, it's like super excited <laughs> to do it, even though I'm kind of fascinated by this. This might be a product, Mike. Tokyo Pen Show 2022. There you go. Yeah, okay. We'll put that, well, I'm going to start building the shopping list now. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> um, next topic I failed to mention when we were talking about all of Kaveco's changes for 2021 which I was very positive on you know the new colors the new descriptors how they were handling custom and limited editions the next version of the Perkio which is their entry entry level pin um, skipped by me and I found two things interesting one they went to a solid color barrel, which I think I like better as much as I love the first versions, like the multicolor barrels, some of them three colors, most of them two-tone. I love these solid colors because they, they chose some cool colors like uh, this kind of like light. It's not really a minty green and a pink. And I don't know, maybe it's just because they chose colors that I like. So breezy teal, peony, peony blossom, jungle green, and all black. I think they look great. And then on top of that, they have rollerball versions of these. I don't think they had those last year. So now I'm even more interested in trying them. And these are like the, the rollerball pins, $13. You know, the Perkio, the, the standard Perkio, $17. Like these are their, you know, Pilot Metropolitan, Pilot Kakuno is really the, kind of the, the competitor in there. You know, it's a very cool looking entry level pin. It's something I would enjoy using, mm. and um, I, I, I'm going to have to try these. I never – I always liked the Perkio, but I always chose the Sport because that's just one of my all-time favorite pens, right? They're completely different pen shapes, and, like, you know, the portability is is obviously very different on the two – but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of liking these solid colors. I'm gonna get a couple to test them the out, especially the rollerball. Colors are nice. The pen, the the models that have um, like varying colors. They've made mm-hmm. some very bold choices with some of them that I don't yes. think work. The only the only one I like is actually like the red, white, and blue one, or red, Correct. gray, and blue one. Maybe the, the ones, white and blue one is fine. Yeah. Uh, yellow and the yellow and black one. They, well, it's like yellow and dark gray, which is wrong. It should have been black, and then it would have looked cool. Pink mm-hmm. and gray, not good. The pink and black, not good. The yellow and yeah. white and gray, like light gray, also not good. Yeah, they made some weird choices here. It, it reminds me of that 70s soul. Yeah. Right? Like, that was a mm-hmm. cool look. So, like, they're tr- clearly trying some stuff with color. But yeah. I'm actually more into the uh, rollerballs because the rollerballs, they've had just have more solid color, um, mm-hmm. solid color versions. I don't think that they've knocked out of the park with the color choices for some of these uh, in the fountain pen. 
So you can get the same solids in the fountain pen as well. Yeah, but so then the they also barrels. have all the other but ones then the, too. Yeah, because those, obviously, those were from last year and they haven't done that well. I, don't uh, think. And I, I honestly think it was the color choices, yeah. right? It was a little bit try-hardy on the colors and much. it yeah. just didn't hit. Like, it, it's fine, right? It's fine, but it didn't go gangbusters. The one we're missing, Mike, is they have an all-clear one now as well which um no is very kakuno-esque um the picture is in there it's just clear you can't see it so um <laughs> <laughs> so like i was never completely inspired by last Every year's colors clear the feed's clear the yeah. nibs clear, like completely 100 percent clear it is it's hard to see <laughs> it's on a white background mm-hmm. um so yeah so yeah, I don't know. I am um I want this pen to do well even though they're not far off from their standard sport model pricing. Um I just think this is kind of the right pen and the right price point for broad broader use, right? Like a new fountain pen user is not going to pick up a sport, right? The pocketable sport is not really going to people aren't really going to understand what that is if they um have never been into fountain pens, but like something like this is at least interesting. Like it would get my hands on it and make me like consider it a little bit. So mm-hmm. anyway, I thought that was fun to point out. Um, I like the colors better this year than last year. And I really like the direction Kaveco is, is going right now. They're doing a really, really good job in my opinion. Talk about direction. <laughs> Let's talk about Leonardo. They are on a kick, baby. What are these things? Yeah. So I wrote, in the document, the header of this segment in the document is Leonardo is on a heater, right? They are. Oh my word! I want what they're drinking, or or what they're yeah. eating. So this is the new Pura collection. It's three colors of a satiny translucent blue. Um, one model's blue, one model's black, one model's orange, um, gold trim and silver trim. It's just another really nice job from Leonardo, and I'm shocked at the pace that they're on right now is really pretty intense, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's good. Like, I mean, I'm for it. Like, I'm not going to buy any of this new stuff. Like, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. It was like... I, I have my Leonardo's, right? Like, I am in, well invested in Leonardo's. And, like, every two, three months, they come out with these insane new materials, insane new looks, and they're all really, really good. So how do you manage that as, like, a consumer and a, as a pen, you know, pen user, pen hobbyist? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, like that's a whole different conversation, but I can't help but be fascinated by what they're doing. So I even put in the link to... Um, so we have the link in the show notes to Instagram... Uh, Leonardo's Instagram page, but they didn't show Mike. I happen to see the all black model with the rhodium trim on Insta Emmy's um, Instagram, which is a very popular, beautiful Instagram page. It's got the full barrel with it uncapped. I mean, they're doing a really good job. These that are the is piston the murder f- version. Yeah, this is the murdered out version. Yep. This is, and these are the piston filler models. So these are the grande. So they're like five hundred bucks. Fourteen k nibs, five hundred bucks piston fillers. I mean, yeah, like the and like we've even probably skipped over some of their new releases. Like they're coming fast and furious. So they are uh, they are on a heater yet. right now. Is this you have the zero? one? None of any you, Leonardo's. 
when I was <laughs> when I was putting this in the show notes, I found one that I hadn't seen. So they did, and this is you're gonna this is gonna be a surprise coming from me. Um, they do a primary manipulation with gold trim that I couldn't believe how good looking it was, and I'd never seen it before researching this pen, the Pura pen, this morning. Um, I hadn't seen that set up before. I, I'm scrolling through their Instagram page. It's not even on their Instagram Where'd you find page. It? I found it on a, uh, the Stilographica, uh, dot it uh, shop where I used to buy some of my Montegrappas from recently. Um, so I don't know the name of it. Um, oh, this is uh, Manipulation 4. Mm-hmm. This is I a completely seen any... different type of collar. Yeah. Oh, it's, wow. It's got some depth. It's got gold trim, which is normally not my thing. It's like rose gold, that though, right? really kind of... That was that one made me stop in my tracks, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, I love these Puras, right? Like, I think these are cool. But that one, I was like, number one... Where did this come from? Because I haven't seen it before. Well, it says coming and, soon, so. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. We'll put that in the show notes since we're we're talking about it. Save that link to that. Does it have a full name? That's the other thing is is it's in that grande primary manipulation genre that they have. I mean, but they they're call kind it of Memento specific. Zero Grande Primary Manipulation Four. Yeah. So. I don't know what's different about this one, but um, this one stood out to me in a way that I didn't think it would. Like this one, like stopped me in my tracks. This is really so, beautiful. Yeah. So that might might be the one. I don't know. And uh, like I said, I hadn't seen any details on that before, and it it was really cool. Related to this, Mike, I wanted to bring up um, Visconti's new similar thought out pens these actually released first and this kind of came out in the in the you know a couple weeks ago after two weeks ago showing and you know didn't have any time to to bring them up with uh adina last week so visconti made a homo sapiens model that's also like a demonstrator and i'm bringing this up because i actually got people like freaking out on the prices (laughs) on these and it's like i don't want to like compare like the leonardo's like 500 these visconti's are like 800 I can't. Um, I can't believe this is eight hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it's I, too I, much. I you know what this looks like to me? Visconti's mm. entry. This looks like their entry level pen. Yeah, with the the jewel, the the stone, the stone thing, right? The and the, the it's the, the coloring of the name and the clip. Mm, mm. It kind of has a vibe to me of like. Hey, the, you know, we're Visconti. Here's your one, two, three starter version. Yeah, this should By be the, the way, vis- it's retail nine nine five. <laughs> this should be like the Van Gogh collection level, like the two hundred to like I the the idea behind this pen is that this material I don't there was it's some story about this material, like this way these are handmade from like a single I don't know, like it's a whole it's a whole thing. Like it's a whole marketing thing, right? which is a lot of Visconti's prices because I look at the homo sapiens that I want to get the, the lava, you know, the new white, uh-huh. red and brown ones. They're like $180 less than this. And then that's where Visconti loses me. Right. That's where I get confused about what are we doing with these new demo stones ones? When you have this killer one, that's like 
620 which is obviously crazy expensive but then we're like we're at least talking then we can have a conversation then and then we do this is like 800 i was like is this the same same company yeah, <laughs> it's like it, wild. like i i try to like line these things up in my head and i really shouldn't right um but I, I I do, and like I just wonder about this one as much. And someone uh, we had an Ask TPA about uh, about this. Actually, I had multiple Ask TPAs just it, questioning the price point of this pen. And it's like I, I there's nothing I can say. I, I have no idea. Like it seems like a lot. <laughs> it seems money. like a lot. It's too but much. like, but like on the same token, I'm sitting here going, boy, I would really thinking about that $620 one, like, does that make me a hypocrite? <laughs> right. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows? So good times. Uh, but it, it was funny The Leonardo and Visconti both came out with a, not similar looking pins, but similar concepts of these solid bright colors. And uh, I, I think they both look good. I, the Visconti, I, I, I'm with you. I know you don't like the Visconti clip. I do like the Visconti clip, but the... This is one of the better I think you're, interpretations you're right. of it. I think it, this is one of the nicer looks of it. I like the mm -hmm. enamel fill that they're doing. Mm -hmm. I actually think that it makes it more attractive, but just the overall look of the pen, I you know I can't believe that they're saying like hey this the, the suggested retail price of this pen is a thousand dollars like mm -hmm. I'm sorry I just can't get on board with that like yeah when the uh, Leonardo's a half that yeah I think it's you know like the the chat room is saying there's a lot of additional work oh to I'm sure fully polish the interior that's why the Leonardo's are the satin I mean, finish right because okay. it's a lot of work like uh, yeah, I get no, it it's marketing this is I know clear acrylic like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know what i mean it's like you yes you can continue to work on something until it costs 20 grand but it doesn't mean <laughs> i want to pay for it like yeah. these are decisions you make not me right yeah. i haven't decided right. that you're gonna continue polishing it until i can see th clearly through it and i don't think i need that right so I, like, I think your point was valid about like this is in the this would do better in my opinion, and this is piggybacking off your point, this would do better as a $350 steel nib, my first, first fancy Visconti yeah. pen. Yeah, I it agree. just, again, it's like, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Like, if you, I'm, I'm really going to boil this down to, to a point that I think is not intended to be disrespectful to Visconti, but it's kind of trying to make the point. Like, you take, like, a plastic carrier bag that you get from a store, right? Mm -hmm. If you made some kind of, like, artisan version of this, which is, like, handmade in some way, but still looks like a plastic carrier bag, and tell me it costs 15 grand... Like it's it doesn't mean that it's going to look expensive. Like this, I don't think I've mm. made a very good metaphor here. But I like, understand. Like it, it looks. It just has a look of a, a a pen I've seen many of. Maybe in person, I'll be like, "Wow, the clarity <laughs> of this thing!" Right? But it's it's funny you said that. I really want to try the blue one and see it in person i think i would super enjoy it 
but would never want to own it. I think it would look really cool. But I could never justify buying it, which is, a, I mean, that's Visconti's move, right? Like, that's why I don't own one, because I haven't quite justified the cost for what they're selling me. Um, and, you know, this one's in there. Yeah. And, and um, I get luxury it, it just goods, the, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I understand all of that stuff. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but this, this just, for me, it just, it really isn't it. Yep. So, anyway. So uh, we we had some comments on on that. I just wanted to to touch base real quick and a um, little bit of follow up from um, some issues I was having with my Nakaya mm. mic, and then we'll get into some ass TPA. So my first Nakaya, the black and green one, the Nakaya Portable Ao Tamanuri is the finish. Um, my first, my favorite, still the best for me. I generally, a lot of times, just pop in Platinum's ink cartridges into there because I love their blue-black ink cartridges. And I have the Mount Fuji water ones, right? The <laughs> the Mountain Runoff blue-black yep. cartridges, which are my favorite um, because they make me giggle and the color is a little bit better than standard. Um, pop that in there and it wouldn't flow. And Platinum's one of those cartridges that when you pop it in... It's usually engineered to get down through the feed, out the nib in a reasonable time frame, right? There's I've had you know some ink cartridges like say a short international ink cartridge that may not always, you know, depending on what pen you're using, may not always like flow immediately. But the idea of cartridges is it should be like a quick change and you're ready to write pretty soon. Like you might have to scribble a little bit, get it flowing. I worked on this. I let it sit. You know, I was swirling it. I was shaking it. Um, couldn't get it to write for like a day or two. So I let it sit, tip down, see if I could get the ink flowing. Would never flow. Just not used it for a while. Well, I mean, yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with it because I mean it was cleaned out like pristine before. So it's like basically like a picking up a new pen, popping in an ink cartridge. So like the the matter of not using it hmm. is irrelevant in this case. And then I even like after like two days, I was very confused. I was like, I want to see what happens here. Like I've, I've carried it around in my pocket, nib down. I've done like everything I think I should do normally for this pen to just work. And it wouldn't. So like, like by day three, I had taken it into the kitchen and disassembled it like completely pulled the nib, pulled the feed, pulled everything out, cleaned it, you know, floss the tines, did everything, put the ink cartridge back in, nothing. So then I was just like, forget it. I'm just going to go and grab a paper towel and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to shake it like really, really hard and see what happens. Like I really didn't want to do that. And boom, that, that, that was it. Like the hmm. ink started flowing then. Like I could have done that the first day, the first minute, but I like, I really shouldn't have had to, um, so I don't know. It's it's not that big a deal, but I was making a big deal about it on Instagram because it was annoying me. And I don't know. It was just like one of those little frustration things. So now if I get an ink cartridge and it doesn't write like in the first like five minutes or so, I'm just going to go. I'm going to just go toss it around a little bit <laughs> and make sure it, it goes. You know, this I've never had an issue with the ink flowing in this pen. I use this pen a lot. I've used it with converters and ink bottles. I've used it with cartridges. I was just a little little flummoxed, but uh, it, it's writing now, so uh, I can I can stand down from, uh, 
you know, throwing my Nakaya across the room, which I would never do. Let's finish out today's episode with some hashtag AskTPA questions. OSAUTS says, uh, my favorite pen brand is firmly Aurora, and my best pen, uh, best writing pen is arguably the Pilot Custom 823. So why then is my favorite pen I own the Estabrook SD Rocky Top with the journal and nib? The material and the writing experience are perfect, but the dollar doesn't equal best. So my my comment that I wrote in in this, and I very much believe, is the money spent doesn't equal the best and it never has and it never yeah. will i ha- i firmly believe a lot of people don't like this kind of thing but like how something could be favorite and best and they're different like yes you can 100%. have something that you th- is your favorite like so you can have your favorite film but you can also have a film that you think is the best film that you've seen mm-hmm. you know it doesn't mean that they're the same thing because your personal tastes and your appreciation of art can and should be different yeah, I mean, this is this falls in uh, in my realm that I love the Sailor King of Pen, you know, just for what it is, how it feels when I use it. But like the the Nakaya that I use is well, that's they're about the same price. But like the, I I use the nineteen eleven more, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it's a better all around pen. It writes wonderfully. It's half the price. That doesn't mean it's any less of a pen than, you know, a pen twice it, it, its cost. It's what you, it's what the product does to meet your own personal expectations. Like, the price doesn't matter, right? Mm. That's why I love, like, a Jetstream or a high tech C because it fulfills this expectation that I have of what I want to experience, right? And then the, the dollar figure doesn't matter. But the the more you spend is is never going to like change like whether it's it's necessarily good or not. It's going to change a little bit more about how you feel about the product, not how it functions. Yeah. Uh, Instantiate this says, if you were a pen, what pen would you be? I think I would be the more <laughs> pen from the nineteen twenties. Not that impressive from the outside, but my insides are kind of a mess. But when I flex, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. This is really funny. I like I had to I had to think about this. Um and I, I picked a Nakaya, but I actually picked one oh, I don't own, but I picked the one I want to own. I'm and it's the, the most basic No, it's the most base <laughs> it's the single most basic Nakaya. Right. It's the black with the red, uh, which is the Kuro Tamanuri. So it's the Piccolo, which is the small one. Mm-hmm. Um and it's black with like the red underlying color. And I just think it's the epitome of Japanese design, right? It's extremely simple, but it's highly complex. I wrote down subtle, but deadly. Like that's the kind of pen like I want to be. I don't want to be showy. You know, I don't want to be flashy unlike some people who are about to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, I like this subtleness. I like the craftsmanship. I like the idea. I like the history. I like the looks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's subtle but deadly, Mike. I'm going to have to go with like the very, very basic Nakaya Piccolo Kuro Tamanuri. I was looking around my office and trying to come up with something, and I didn't feel like I could really come up with a good answer. Uh-huh. Um, but I saw a pen that made me chuckle to think about, and it's the <laughs> Retro 51 Chiopino. Yeah. Uh, and it's like because... 
super regular on the inside, right? This is the mm-hmm. same as every other Retro 51 Tornado mm-hmm. you can buy. The refill is the refill. But on mm-hmm. the outside, it's trying so hard, maybe even a little bit too hard mm-hmm. to be fancy. <laughs> you know? So I, I feel like maybe that, uh, maybe that's me. Yeah, if I had to... Th- think of what you have like i obviously don't know everything you had if i was thinking of a pen the one that came in mind it kind of falls in the line of this one is the uh the alice in wonderland sailor like that pen's got a lot going on um hmm. it seems like a seems like a very like like mike could be that pen like hmm. it's, it's got a lot going on it's very cool um it's got some neat neat things going on you know i, I don't know so i don't know that was my my thought while you, while you were thinking about this uh- <laughs> And last question today comes from Brooklyn Baker. Hey guys, I feel like I should know the answer to this considering how uh, often retro f- retro 51s come up. But is there a difference in between the models like the Tornadoes and whatever the limited editions are? <laughs> and what is your preferred refill? <laughs> this is, it, it's surprisingly a hard question. Well, because right? there is some nuance to this question. Yes. Because, so for as much as I can tell, they used to be. But I actually now can only find, like on Retro51's website, they seem to only have Tornadoes there. Yeah. Where they used to make, like, Tornadoes slim for a while, and they had one. They used to have some retractables as well. Yeah, it's so cool. I can never remember the name of the retractable because they call the Tornadoes poppers. Right. And that should have been what they called the retractable one, but they didn't. Right. Um, But... Basically, but every I think tornado. They did actually <laughs> sometimes call them poppers. Please, I swear they had a retractable that was a popper, but yes. But so the, the tornadoes are technically called poppers and they are all the same on the inside. Yeah. The, the refills are all the same. Yeah. Um, but do they not have any with the ballpoints in there anymore? I guess that's the, the question, right? Like figuring out. I, I'm with you. I 100% agree with what you said. But I, I'm remembering, like, they've had some ballpoint refills. Maybe it was the Slims that had to fit a different refill size, you know, things like that. But right now, as far as I can tell, it's just the Tornado, which is the shape of the pen, right? It's designed to look like a Tornado. So, you know, small small tip, and then it widens out just a little bit as you go up to the top of the pen. Uh, favorite refill for them? I use the P8126 which is the one millimeter smaller than the ones that the Reftro 51 ships, ships with, with by yeah. Schmidt. And they then I use the... P8127. Mm-hmm. And then I switch some of them out to a refill called the Oto Flash Dry, which is a 0.5 millimeter gel needle tip. So it's mm-hmm. not necessarily aesthetically as perfect as the Schmidt refill is because it's a needle tip, right? So it kind of, uh, it's a little bit jarring in the taper in the front end, but I, it works for me. Like, um, those are, those are my favorite. So. All right. I think that wraps it up, uh, for this episode, right? Yes. If you would like to send in a question for us to answer on a future episode of the show, just send out a tweet with the hashtag RSTPA or use question mark RSTPA in the Relay FM members' Discord. You can also email them to Brad at hello at penaddict.com. Penaddict.com is where you can find Brad's writing. Also, knock.co and spokedesign.com for Brad's products that he works on. All very, very good stuff. Uh, you can find Brad on Instagram. He is penaddict. On Twitter, he is dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. 
Brad streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern over on twitch.tv slash penaddict. You can find me online. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. This show is a part of Relay FM. If you'd like to find a new show for yourself, why don't you go to relay.fm slash shows, and I'm sure there'll be a new podcast there that you can add to your queue. Thank you to Squarespace for their support of this week's episode, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.